0: Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network.
1: This week on the PR Moment Podcast, I'm catching up with Neil Hedges, founder and partner at Headland. Neil has worked in the UK PR scene for nearly 40 years, so he knows his way around. Before setting up Headland, Neil was one of the founders of Fishburn Hedges, arguably the UK PR's preeminent PR shop of the 90s and most of the noughties. Neil, welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Thank you. You started your career in advertising. Why did you decide to move to public relations?
0: Well, that's an interesting story. I, I, I read English at university and uh, I had this notion that the advertising world was uh, a nice cosy bridge between... Um, the creative and uh, commercial worlds. Right. But, I mean, the one thing I didn't really have any understanding of at the time was the, the structure of uh, ad agencies. And, that it, you know, it is a very structured environment. And uh, and I had really no understanding of the, the, the difference between being a suit, as they would say in Mad Men, uh, or um, a creative. And, uh, anyway, I went in as a suit and found very early on that, in that role in advertising one was the sort of classic intermediary and taking the brief from the client and relaying it to the creative and then getting the creative and selling it to um, the client but I wasn't actually doing the work and I found that um, frustrating and um, so fairly early on I I made the move into public relations um, where one is obviously having the client contact but also doing the stuff oneself and I find that Far more fulfilling. That's quite interesting, though, because quite often I get the
1: feeling that people work, if people come towards PR because they I don't know, they can't, they, they don't get to a career in advertising. But what you, what you did, you 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 came from advertising. I don't know, it was possibly over-strongly worded, but you, you didn't find it sufficiently interesting and moved into public relations because you thought that was a more fulfilling career.
0: Yes, but having said that, I, I, I don't in any way underrate um, um, advertising agencies. Um, it's obviously a, it's a far older um, discipline, right. and therefore um, the structure and some, and some of the disciplines are, are, I would argue, certainly historically way ahead of the PR industry when I first entered it into, in, the, uh, in the early 80s. Has um, that changed now? Well, I, I think the, 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 the big thing that um, that, that, that we did um, when we started uh, Fishman Hedges back in '91. Um, I mean, two of um, the the other co-founding directors of Fishman Hedges were ex heads of. Planning um, at yeah. um, JWT, yeah. and uh, that is quite significant because I think the, the one of the things that we we sought to import into into to, to Fishman Hedges was that that planning discipline, which uh, you know wasn't the norm in in PR in those in those times. Obviously, it's interesting, but you could you could have the same. I could probably talk to founders of a PR firm
1: quite recently who had the same. Same idea, the same strategy. So it's a case of history repeating itself to an extent, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but you know, as I say, I, I'm not I'm not dissing advertising agencies. Um, I and, and I think it's interesting. Again, it's perhaps a topic for another conversation about. Um, um, it's still the case that uh, even in the PR world, if you look at the can Lion Awards, um, you know, a number of, the, of those awards for, um, that are you know, in the PR um, sector actually have emanated from ad agencies. Uh, well, almost all of them. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so it, it seems to me, well, when I look back at your career, um, there was an agency that I have to confess I wasn't familiar with called called and Pollen. Mm. Um, uh, and shame on me to an extent because I, I it's obviously in its day it was a significant firm um but it, it that your your time there seemed to have a significant impact mm-hmm. on the rest of your career J- just talk us through because it's that first job thing to an extent, isn't it? It, yep. it does tend for a lot of us. It has a uh, it, it it has a, a broader implications whether you know it or not at the time on yep. on on how your career is going to pan out, and that seems to be the case for you when it comes to to, to Val and Pollen.
0: Yes, I mean that that's absolutely right, and uh and you know it, it was a fantastic place to work, and uh, and I that is exactly where I learned my. Sort of craft skills um but I think also um learned um from the founders of that that company, Messrs Vallon and pollen uh that it is possible to run a successful business that is also generally a benign one, so I think there is often this view that um you know to be successful, you've got to really drive people hard, and that you know the two um don't sit comfortably together. But I think. What, uh, what do
1: you mean by that? Well, it, it, I
0: mean, I mean treating people, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a respectable way. Okay. Um, it, it's it's commonly the case in, in in a number of agencies, particularly in, in partnerships, that um, that that those individuals are expected to deliver X amount of income, um, and and that was never the case at uh, at Valimpolen, and, and we've continued that tradition at. Um, at, well both at fishman hedges and also at headland i mean that 's just one example of it, that is
1: that from a a, a space to think perspective i 'm trying to 'm intrigued by the, the sort of practicalities of that in, in a way what, what were the
0: yeah what are the advantages of
1: of not giving people a number to hit yeah
0: i think i think it's um it, well i think there's a behind that has to be a sort of quiet confidence that you believe that uh, that 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 people ultimately will deliver, but um, um, not necessary to set targets. And I, I think okay. my my own view is that, having spent all these years in consultancy, I mean there is never a moment when you know everyone is equally busy and is going to be able to um, generate the same amounts of income. I mean it's the nature of our business that different types of business, uh, you know, some can be more volatile than others. If you work on deals, for example, you know you'll have yeah. um, hugely busy periods and then then quite fallow ones, and and I I think if you if you start from that point of view and, and, and believe that, nonetheless, everyone you know, wants to work hard and do their best, that is a very different perspective than believing that there has to be some sort of um, financial target as the driver to create that environment. OK. So
1: you – I mean, as far as I can – yeah, it's true, isn't it? You're, you're, the last time you were an employee was at, at Val and Pollen um, and you, you left there to then to go to, to Fishburn. Um, why did you decide to to to, to, to leave there and, and in effect start up your own firm?
0: Yes, well, it, I mean, actually, the, the story of uh, the eventual demise of Valenpol uh, is is in itself a very interesting one, and 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 I won't go into it in great detail. But oh, please do. <laughs> well, I mean, the the, um, the, the, the broad, broadly why it is such a um, a, a creation of the eighties. Um, was that it? Uh, I mean, it was um, you know fantastically successful. It was one of the first um, companies to be listed on what was then known as the unlisted securities market, which, in broad terms, was the um, precursor of AIM today. Right. And uh, and and had a fantastically high multiple. Um, and indeed, it, it, it used the value of its um, of its paper to buy um, a, a company in uh, in America. Right. Um, called the Carter Organization, which was involved in uh, a, um, a very narrow form of investor relations called proxy solicitation. Blimey. And um, at the time, this was heralded as a, a great deal. But um, um, very, very shortly after the deal was was completed, uh, the founder was indicted on um, on tax fraud charges. Right, and. Um, uh, and and that in itself led to um, the uh, the eventual breakup of uh, of valen Pollen. Wow! And so um, you had
1: a successful fern that went for one of a better phrase belly up pretty quickly um, because of a takeover.
0: It that is broadly correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so it's quite a quite a lesson there. Uh, uh, I think but, it, and the,
1: the company they took over was smaller or bigger than than the main? Presumably smaller, but
0: it's, uh, I, th- I I the figures. Are, I I think I think that at the time they they paid about I don't know sixty seventy million dollars for. Okay, so but quite a, a lot of a money at the deal, time. Right, about, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, in the yeah, in the yeah, uh, yeah. the late eighties, but uh, you know it, it was very much a deal of, of that period of uh, you know sort of uh, well wow. huge confidence and all that. A lesson, a lesson there. I think right. that is right. Yeah, okay. I think that possibly is something that I've never, never forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think the other interesting uh, bit, F- hmm. Fishburn, and, uh, Fishburn mm. and, and later Headland, have you ever bought a business? I'm trying to think. I, uh, well, have I you think ever it, acquired much. Yeah. Well, I think it, 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 the truth is, in both cases, the um, the development has been. Organic, well, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is interesting, isn't yeah. it? You know, we're yeah.
1: all we're all a product of our own experiences, and um, that's an yeah. interesting fact. Whether, whether, whether I don't know whether that was a, a strategic plan or not, but it's uh, it's nevertheless the case. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so, what was the what was the genesis of, of Fishburn Hedges? Because when I came in, into the PR scene in I don't know, the early noughties, for yeah. a better phrase, Fishburn was the the, the fashionable. PR firm of its day. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's an int- interesting question for me personally, is to, you know, have this firm that, that everyone wanted to copy, frankly, um, and, and you were at the heart of that. So.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, but I mean, it, 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 in back in the early 90s, I, I think it, it was the case that uh, there was an awful lot of mediocrity um, amongst um, sort of pr firms generally of course more than there is now oh way more i mean the you know the the competition now is 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 much greater and and you know i think we've all benefited from that but i think you know part of the um the spur for us to start fishman Hedges was that we felt that um, it would not be so difficult to 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 do something and that, that that just sort of rose above that um um, that 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 average, okay. um, but I think the other the other big thing was right from the outset th- where it was I think genuinely different was that we we were trying to create a business that um, built um, a bridge between um, the corporate stroke campaigning world the financial capital markets world, and public affairs and going back to your point about um, acquisitions, we felt that the only way to to do that in a way that really did um, do so in a in a in a in a way that, that 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 had the right sort of um sort of cultural um respect across all, all those different parts was to do it organically and not through acquisition. Um so that, you know, people would grow up understanding what they're doing in in that that broader context. And um that, you know, was, was at the time I think quite quite different from from, from others and just created a more exciting place. Because even if, you know, you were someone who really wanted to focus um Say, on campaigning, it was still useful to be able to understand how that sat within a say a public policy context which which we could provide
1: um, and the growth of fishburn was it uniform did it come in fits and starts how, how,
0: how did it, it... it did no it was it was it was pretty straight line okay. um, yeah and I think that also of course, which, which reflects the fact that um that a, a lot of it was retained business as opposed to, um, you know, one-off deals, So it was, it, the earnings were um, much less vol- volatile in that respect. And I think it was the fact that those earnings were so smooth that in, in the end, which is why it, it, it attracted such a high price when it was, um, when it was bought. OK. And did it fulfil your ambition to work across corporate,
1: public affairs and financial? Did, did that model work out?
0: For me, it's absolutely perfect. I mean, I mean, again, going back to sort of when I first embarked on my career. I mean, I, I, weirdly, I actually always had an interest, for example, in in, in the city and understanding how capital markets worked. Um, but well, I, just as a quick mm, why? I mean, it's a, yeah, it's not necessarily a particularly
1: sexy subject, was no. it? No. How did that come about?
0: It's a a really interesting question. I I actually keep on asking, and I think actually (laughs) it it goes back to a book by by chance I I, I read. I remember um, when I was in my final year um, called Capital City, written, written, um, I remember, by um, um, uh, Hamish McRae. Right. Uh, who still writes uh, for the Standard and uh, his wife uh, Frances Kencross, uh, who was at the Economist then, now I think is teachers at uh, Oxford, and uh, and they and they sort of and it's a really it was then it was remember this was pre Big Bang. Um, if that means anything, yeah. yeah. And um, the uh, so so um, the uh, so yeah, and I I was just intrigued by this 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 different world. And, so so you didn't you you touched it,
1: you know what I mean? You it, didn't. That's, you you, that's you weren't point. immersed in it. That you, is my point, and you, yeah.
0: this is why doing what I what I did it was the perfect um, solution because I I could be sort of within without. Ah, okay. And yeah, so I mean it, it it served me well in that respect. But you didn't necessarily properly
1: understand that at that point. You know, what, right. what financial PR meant and the significance of it, and so it was. Uh, you might have thought you understood it, but in hindsight, maybe you
0: didn't, right? I mean, is, is that, I, I think uh, I think only now I'm beginning to understand it <laughs> I think, it, and clearly, it's a I'm very sure different world. That's lot. not true. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, so then you, I mean, we, you know, we, Fishburne went on for 20 years, so we we, that was, we could spend an entire podcast talking about that. But we, we kind of, we, let, let's move on. You sold Fishburne to Albert Mead Vickers, mm-hmm. who were then bought by Omnicom in something like 1996. Uh, well, actually,
0: they, they, oh. when, when they bought, they were part-owned by Omnicom. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and you're one of those you're one of those interesting people. Like, it's far enough back I can ask. Hmm. Uh, do you regret selling? Because it, it seems to me yeah. that's that that's the, the interesting nugget there, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, an emphatic no. Okay. Um, the I mean, yeah, people often ask that question, and and um, but the reason, the reason I thought you
1: might say yes, if I'm yeah, honest. Okay. okay.
0: No, no, the, the reason I say that is that uh, so I mean there, there were actually um, um, five of us who who started Fishman Hedges, and you know we were all. Um, very different ages oh. and uh and and I think that that we, meant were you the youngest I I was I and, and one other were the youngest exactly wow. yeah by some way yeah yeah and um the um and so if if when we started it we are very honest about it we were looking to build a business to sell okay right from there, and they, and they made no apologies about that i mean you know and uh F- fairly quickly so very, I mean, very quickly you know. okay. yeah yeah and um so Selling, selling it was a way of, you know, crystallising the value of the business and, and, and making sure that, you know, the, uh, my older colleagues, you know, got, got that value. And, and I think it was one of the determining factors in that was that we were so keen to remain friends throughout Right, And that's, I think, quite interesting, because when you hear about... Um, Five's
1: a lot, isn't it? Five's quite a few partners to a, keep exactly, happy. Exactly, it's So a that, lot. There, there might be a school of thought that says, you ain't going to keep five partners well, happy for 20 years. You are
0: absolutely right. Yeah. So when we, when we started the business, there was, um, there was one person who was really helpful at advising me, and his name was Roger Alexander, and he right. was the senior partner of a law firm, which is the one called Lewis Silkin, which yeah. you may have heard of, which operates yeah. very much in the marketing services sector, and a very wise person. And I, I remember him saying to, to me he gave lots of advice and indeed bolstered my confidence. But I remember him saying, well, the one thing I can say for certain is that uh, project forward. I think I think he said three years uh, you won't all be together or you won't all be friends right. because you know that that is the the common experience. Yeah. And uh, you know we we'd worked together before at uh, at Val and in, in various all, forms. All five of you. All five of us. Okay. And so there 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 were there were all there was already you know there was a bond there and uh, and it. It was very important to to to, to maintain that, and uh, so selling the business really was a way of uh, achieving that.
1: Okay, but it's interesting you you answer my question, but you kind of avoid it because I asked you whether you regretted selling yeah. the business. Which you, you, I mean, I, I I get your point, but in, in that for all fight you had to all exit together. But as a as a young man at that time, you, you, you could have probably done quite big things with that business if it had stayed out of. Public ownership for a few more years.
0: I, I just think it—it it, just doesn't get you anywhere to talk okay. about re- regret. And it's like you know, someone saying, "Oh, you know, we could have sold it at a higher price," yeah, or that right. kind of thing. It's—it. Yeah. It, so I, I feel very strongly, no, emphatic, no regrets.
1: Okay. So, what was it like trying to run a, a publicly owned PR firm? Because you, you went from private ownership. Actually, let's deal with that question in a couple of different ways. Um, you went from private ownership, which is. You know, you are to, to to an extent in control of your own destiny as long as you you hit the right numbers. To to then um, working for well, ultimately having shareholders as as your boss um and what was that like was that was Hmm. that difficult or 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 did you not find that too
0: much of a struggle yeah so um that's right so I mean the truth is uh you know everyone says that when when you sell a business you you sell your soul and all that and it it changed dramatically I have to say um remember it was Abbott Mead Vickers who are were our um our parents and they were you know then owned by Omnicom so it was kind of one stage removed and and there, you know, as parents, for so many years they were they were were very good, and right. you know, I, I and it was a very you know, both both blind... Abbott
1: Mead Vickers and Omnicon were it it was yeah they, they kind of left you to get on with it
0: yeah yes I think the the sort of balance was 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 right I mean you know I think sometimes you hear that the being left alone can be you know, almost too much um that way but it it was you know I think in a number of ways it was it was the right sort of balance and 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 there was good mutual respect and and you know. Fisherman Hedges delivered handsomely in terms yeah, exactly. of the um it was goodbye good exactly so yeah. uh, it worked well the, the it's the it all changed when the financial crisis hit exactly uh, so remember the financial crisis hit um the u s before it hit um um europe and um and but,
1: but but not by that much six months yeah that, exactly yeah,
0: yeah. i'd think that's right yeah um, although I think you know the, the U.S. responded more quickly to um, the challenge in terms of you know um, bolstering the banks and so forth. But anyway, um, but I, I think it's fair to say that when when that happened, I mean Omnicom, and I'm sure it's the case with all of the marketing services groups, they they did change. Um, they, you know, I think the view was much more. Uh, think less about building the business and more about um, holding on to what you've got and survival and that that kind of thing. Which was... is possibly, a, well probably a fair point. Right? Well, it wasn't well, go on. Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't feel that at all. I mean, I, I even in hindsight, or no, ab- absolutely not. It, okay. With hindsight as well, yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it yeah. I mean, it, I think it did actually shape my faith in uh, America a bit because I, you know, I'd always been one of the things I've always been such a fan of America is that wonderful confidence in the yeah, face right. of adversity and okay. uh, that you know um, when bad stuff happens, uh, the response is well, you know, actually it's an opportunity as well, and that. I think is is a great um, um sentiment and uh, and i I thought that the, the the response was too much of a generic one, in other words, regardless of how well an individual agency is doing you know you're all you 're in the same boat sort of thing um, I think the other interesting thing was just looking back uh, was the this the, i think the idea was that um in such a crisis um anyone who had a job job was lucky to to have a job. And I remember thinking at the time that is just not the case that you know the good yeah. people that, that that we and i 'm sure a m v recruit will always get jobs um um whatever the severity of um the the crisis and I think there you know we were we were right but it no it it did it changed everything, and yeah, perhaps it is understandable but uh i that really was the the, the beginning of when I thought um you know i'd um, need to think about um, moving on okay
1: so what without Going into too much depth what was it like trying to run a publicly owned PR firm in two thousand and eight nine what what was there
0: well it, it was i mean yeah, our figures were still were still um fine i mean the 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 it one th- it was still a profitable business it was, oh, it was still a profitable yeah yeah oh. no no and um, no it was it was more that um you know everything became much more bureaucratic. And so if okay. you if you wanted to, for example, recruit someone, although it wasn't a um, blanket um, block on that, it, it, it was quite a process to go through uh, to make the case for uh, a new person. And uh, and it it's yeah, it was it was it was wearing. And okay. and, I, and I think it in many ways, looking back, brought out the, the worst in, in me in that respect. And um okay. It, it, it because it gets you nowhere. So again, it, it was the right decision, I think, to, to to move on. Maybe I should have done so a bit earlier, but it leads to say I, that.
1: And this is I can't quite recall that the, the timeframes of it. You, when did you leave? For so, so then,
0: then, um, so I, I left then in um, in. Uh, to uh, t- 2011. Uh, uh,
1: okay, so quite a while after, actually. I thought you went yes. a bit quicker than that. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. And, and with Fishburn there was a uh, you built up quite a public sector mm. portfolio of business, hadn't you? Which you know, is, is well renowned to have been switched off pretty much overnight, which must have been a hard thing to react to as a, a, a as an owner. Or, 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 or yeah. is anything in that business at that point? It, 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 that that must have been a difficult time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think I think Fishburne Edges handled that actually pretty well. I mean, they're, right. They're, you're right. It, it you know when Cameron came came in, he 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 it was switched off, and and in in so many ways, it was the right thing to do. Right. Because I you know looking back, I I, I recall in the sort of the latter days of uh, the previous administration there you know, there were campaigns that were being um, talked about that just seemed um, wildly um, um, inappropriate and just, just a waste of money. Right. And so you can see, you can see where he was coming from. Um, and I, th- you know, I think Fisherman Hedges did in part anticipate that. Um, but it, I mean, it's, it's one thing to anticipate it, but you're, you're still not going to turn, turn a
1: campaign down, are you? You know, if, if a, if a government department wants you to do some work. I think we did. Y- prob- okay, really, okay. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I don't know if I've got this right, but I just have a faint memory of one that was um, to do with uh, maintaining pond life or something like that and uh, I might have got that wrong but anyway it was something it was something um, fatuous like that and, and that, I, I'm thinking sorry this is not good right for the public good right.
1: I just took a sip of water as you said that I, I struggled not to, yeah. not, not to laugh as you were saying yeah. um, so as, as I was saying earlier in my introduction Fishburn Hedges was the, the sort of corporate PR shop in London throughout the 90s and most of the noughties that, that, well, I, I was at Lancet at the time and I remember mo- most of its rivals Firms were trying to trying to imitate, frankly, um, but in the end, it, its run of revenue growth kind of came to a, a fairly sharp halt. Um, we've explained a few of the reasons behind that, but, it, but what, what, what the, the, in the wider context, what happened? You know, yeah. what, what, what were the reasons behind that that sort of that, 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 that halting growth? Um, yeah yeah because it's well, it's it's something that you know a lot of agencies ha- it happens to a lot of agencies doesn't yeah,
0: it it is i mean it, it is you know the great challenge is sustaining that, that kind of growth and uh, i mean i in my more cynical moments which are, are, are hopefully quite few um i my my view of agencies is that they they have their period of ascendancy and then um, at best it kind of plateaus and um um and i think uh i think fishman hedges looking back um was even, even before the financial crisis i think was 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 beginning to to plateau oh. um and so that you know there were some of the seeds that were there but it, i mean you,
1: you've done twenty years i mean mm, twenty years is a long time mm, right i mean yeah
0: but in i mean in the end i mean it, it is all about the people and okay. uh you know when there's that sense of uh it 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 not being quite such the place. You know, people start to move on. It's interesting, actually. I, I, I've only thought about this as we're as we're sitting here. But you,
1: twenty years is kind of a, a a career length, isn't it? So if you think about your your business winners who who founded or joined the the, the business early on in 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 that in that cycle, at the end of twenty years, they they're pretty much all. All gone or, or 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 are winding down, so you've got to renew, haven't you? So well, there is a is there a is there a bit of that going on? Well, I think I think, I think a, I,
0: and, and that's outside of Fishburn. I mean, no, no more I think broadly, exactly. No, well, I, I think my I think it's, it's absolutely, you're right there. But I think a game where um Edges did really well was was and it, again, sorry, it was why it was quite a coveted place um, was because very early on we realised that to create something that was. Uh, um, was you know do i say it coveted or 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 buyable um you had to show that uh, the next generation was even better than okay. the founding generation Now, i know that sounds pretty obvious but it is actually very difficult to do yeah and um so uh, and and you know by by the end of the first decade i mean the um the business was absolutely being won by the next generation okay. and that emphasis on graduate recruitment and everything else, they were coming through, and okay. uh, and that's what creates so that, a very that, sustainable that, business. Right.
1: So that wasn't really a, a factor, frankly?
0: Um, no. Okay, Yeah. Fine.
1: Okay. Um, and, and then brings us up to Headland, um, because that was an interesting move, wasn't it? I, you know, I, uh, you, you'd run a fantastically um, successful... Uh, business in, in Fishburn Hedges. It, it had it had it had been bought. It had done well post 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 being bought. Um, you'd left you'd left Fishburn Hedges. I I imagined I'd, I'd I'd heard about Neil Hedges having a nice time in the South of France, perhaps. And then um, you 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 established Headland. Um, just talked about the reasons behind that. Why did you decide to do it all again? Or potentially yep. do it all again.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, bear in mind that uh, it, it, although Headland you know, was in effect a startup, there was already something there in yeah. in, 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 in a but. sort of a foundation. In, in no, the, the relevance here is that the foundation was in the city and financial. Yeah. And and I think this is, is 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 what drove me because the one bit that we didn't get fully right at Fishman Hedges was the the financial bit, and it and I think that's to I think that's to do with sort of circumstance. We didn't quite. Initially recruit the right people, um, but I think also your your point about the all the business we got from the government very early on, which is really interesting business, you know things like introducing congestion charge in central London, the cessation of smoking in public places these are all really fascinating. Uh, major um, campaigns and and I, as a result of that the the emphasis on the the financial the city um, suffered I think and and I think so the driver for me going back to perhaps to my if you want to look at the psychology of it my original interest in 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 the city um, was to to try to to help create something where there really was equal emphasis on f- financial mm-hmm, right. um, corporate and public affairs. So turn
1: on its head if if Fishburn had. Had successfully done the financial bit, Hedlund might never have happened.
0: I, I'm just, I'm intrigued by that. Yes, it's, that is, that is quite possible. Okay. I think the, I think the interesting bit though there was um, in terms of our ownership, um, because I think the question you have to ask is, um, could we have built up in the way we would wanted to the financial bit? In in Fishburn Hedges, uh, within um, that ownership structure from Omnicom, right? Because you know it is expensive. Yeah. You you know these people are um, are expensive. Oh, I think
1: once you once you had that public ownership, there, there's not too many publicly owned PR firms
0: who have a significant financial PR offer, are there? That's very um, true, it's, and I think that's that's yeah. just not coincidence. And yeah. and it, and I think I don't think I'm talking out of turn here, but I think um, certainly historically, Omnicom were. Always rather queasy about acquiring pure financial agencies, uh, and I think that's that might be partly to do with as i talked earlier the the volatile earnings yeah. if it's you know, particularly if it's deal related but I think it's also um because their concern was uh, those a lot of those um, um, client relationships are are vested in um, single individuals. Are you CEOs? Uh, no, no, sorry, in the agency. Okay, the, the, gotcha. and, and therefore, right. um, yes. you know, if yes. if they were to go, yep. that business would go. Whereas, you know, say a campaigning account um, would would have a you know perhaps a, um, a more broad yeah, team. Yeah, that's true,
1: isn't it? And you could you could see that trend even now, can't you? Yeah, um, that, that hasn't changed. So I mean, I, I, I'm really interested in about the the, the 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 genesis of, of Headland actually. I mean, in a sort of Freudian way, is because actually, first time around with Fishburne, you, you 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 were kind of annoyed you didn't quite nail it with the financial PR bit. It is that, that it, was it, I mean I mean, I've, I've simplified that, but yeah, <laughs> but I mean, in terms
0: of my own personal um, yeah. drive, absolutely, I think okay. that that was uh, um, um, fundamental yeah. to it. Yeah, okay. yeah, brilliant. So you sort of hadn't done it.
1: You felt you hadn't done it quite properly first time around, and you were going to damn well do it. Properly second time around, yeah, and I
0: think the you know the the link to that was this view that that, that, that financial um, is still in in many ways yeah. not that different from what it was twenty years ago, and there has to come a point when that changes, and perhaps social media will be the driver of that. But okay. uh, you know, our view also is that it will be not seeing financial as as, as something so separate um, that it you know. Properly within okay. the context of uh, you know the other disciplines. So you felt that integration <laughs>
1: into corporate and public affairs and financial w- was was a valuable place to be.
0: Indeed, okay. and, and, and that we felt that we could only do that through um, you know organic growth rather than um, acquisition. Okay.
1: Um, and Headland is it's an interesting business, isn't it? It's it's a partnership, right? It's a partnership. Yeah. Um. I just talk because I, I see a few different examples. I'm not going to name names of par- where partnership the partnership structures worked, and other other areas where it. I think I'm not sure it is working actually. Um, so just just talk me through why you think that
0: works f- mm. for you and for Headland, uh, and why you chose it this time around. Yeah, well, I, I think the having now um, lived through a partnership structure, and obviously having experienced um, you know, previous. Um, um, uh, non-partnership structure. Because Fishburne was a partnership
1: before you sold? No, it wasn't. No? We, okay. we
0: never, no, it was just created a limited company. So the, yeah. the,
1: you're your, your living through partnership is, is through your time at Headland?
0: So, yeah, yeah. and the, the, I think the, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the true professions, if I can put it that way, yeah. you know, they are all partnerships yep. and, uh, um, and they, they are, 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 I would argue, I think much more committed to creating something that, that, Lives beyond, you know, one or two generations. You know, I mean, there are a number of law firms that are, yeah, you know, one hundred and fifty, two hundred years old, and uh, and and therefore the, and and the whole sort of mentality there is is much less about capital growth. It's it's much more about you know generating income and paying it out. If you think about it, um, and okay. and uh, I think that has been the sort of. Uh, um, Approach at, at Headland in the sense that the the, the the all the partners they they all own um, some equity um, in the in the business uh, in, obviously at different levels but it so these are not just sort of uh, salaried partners they they are all equity owning partners and therefore you know benefit in um, the um, the success or obviously should be the first to take the hit if, it, if 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 there were a downturn and I think so I think the in answer to your question it may well be that that some partnerships are. More in name than actual practice, in that they, you know, perhaps it's still the case that a number of those um, partners are salaried rather than um, than actually equity owning. I don't know. But anyway, it seems to work here. And I think the important thing is that we have, and I think it's partly because of that structure, been able to attract um, some senior practitioners that perhaps otherwise um, would not have come.
1: Okay. I'm interested in, in what you said there about building a business for generations to come I and mean, that, that's that's mm. quite a um quite an awesome objective isn't it um but you i can see where you're coming from from a, a professional services background when you look at law firms and accountancy firms um and i i i think it's 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 an interesting idea to try and replicate that for a, for a professional for a, for a pr firm mm. a communications firm um is there any reasons why that wouldn't work. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to work that out in my head right now. But is that a? Uh, what are the advantages of that? I suppose it's a. So you're not trying to sell, frankly. Particularly, I mean, you know, if a great. I'm not holding you that for forever. But you know, it, it's about maximising value for the partners at any one moment in time, isn't it? Is that is that
0: the? Yes, I mean it's it's it. it the, the point is that if you can get the the, the, the structure right i mean you have to in terms because obviously they, they, we're all mortal so you have to have a structure that um, <laughs> that um, you know in, in some period yeah. buys out those who are you know of a certain age. Yeah, and and, got and some so, flexibility so there has yeah. to be a um, you know some kind of internal market yes. um to, to to make that happen which is exactly what happens um in say the likes of a law firm yeah. but, but i think it, i think the more you say, int- that's worked for for generations hasn't indeed it? So and i think that's the, the it is an interesting thing for our Industry, whether you know, do we want to you know um, create businesses that 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 do have a lifespan that um, endures rather than you know the, the 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 approach of just you know building up and selling, which of course Fishburne Hedges did um, as an exemplar but of it, that. But I it's it, I think I think there may well be a change in the future, not least because you know there are there are probably fewer buyers out exactly. there. exactly. It's um, a
1: it's a we're not going to come to a conclusion on this right now, but it, it's a it's a very relevant conversation when you look around. I mean, well, yeah, successful PR firms right now are – you're right. First of all, there's fewer buyers around. Secondly, some of those buyers are private equity firms who, frankly, founders of businesses don't want to sell to. Um, and and also, these days, a lot of founders have, have – well, the, 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 the price of PR firms or communications firms has come down a bit in terms of ratio of profits – from, a, from, from an acquisition perspective so you're, in effect people are paying themselves that, that they're, what, they're, what they sell their business for is, is being paid for out of their profits that they might earn over the next five, five years three, five years mm-hmm. or so so it's a, it's a less win-win situation than it was which means that your partnership model is a, a very relevant conversation as to whether it can work and, and the advantages of it for, for independent PR firms going forward
0: yeah, um, I mean, you know, I think you, you have to you have to cite Brunswick as the example yes. of a of a partnership that yeah. you know so far you know it's obviously you know sustained itself in a in a in a tremendous way. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, so was that your sort of model? You thought, well, if they can do it, uh, there's something to look at there. Uh, the I think the for me the the the, dr- the driving force is um, to create something that uh, assuming it is um, sustained success that 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 you know when 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 one does step down um, that. The next generation think that you know this is this okay. is good for them, right? Uh, you know, I know that sounds obvious, but that's not always the case.
1: No, okay, fine. Now it's, uh, it's a sort of personal story. This one is that it, it, whilst I was, w- I was delighted to to, to to line up this interview, I, I looked at your um, your sort of long term colleagues, uh, 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 and that, Dan Mines is somebody you've worked with for a long time, right? mm-hmm. um, Both at Fishburn and now at, at Headland. Um, and it's quite interesting that that there is that, that there's that trusted relationship um that 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 goes back. And it's it's something that obviously has worked for you and, and, and you've both benefited from. Um is that something that you w- would you have set up Headland without Dan? And is that yeah. how's that relationship work?
0: No, I think that's uh, absolutely no. I think the answer is no. I mean, when we 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 did we work we've worked together you know, for twenty years, yeah. and um, I, I should say what Dan's
1: f d in in essence of he 's a, he's a financial guy well i think this is the this is the whole point i yeah, mean that, yeah.
0: that so 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 that uh, at fishman hedges dan was um f d but in the latter years was uh, the one could argue that the main architect of the development of the Fishburn Hedges Group, which comprised okay. a consumer agency and uh, design business, both very successful in their right. own right, and um, so you know he was much more than um, the FD. Okay, but um, he has a financial background, a financial and, and, background. and then became,
1: uh, frankly, a managing director. Or, although know,
0: he's, he's sort of the managing partner, exactly. And I and I, you know, I can't stress enough, and I think again, this has does have interest to the wider PR industry because. We all know how difficult it is to um, to find so-called professional managers who um, are um, are not practitioners, but nonetheless, um, and are therefore able to devote their whole time to managing the business, but still have uh, an incredible understanding of of the business. Um, Dan is yeah. un, really unusual in that respect because he he does have that, and um, and I and uh, and um, because so often. Um, businesses get to a stage where you know they are still managed by practitioners and inevitably clients always take um, precedence which they should, and so the whole management of the business, particularly managing the people, takes sort of second place and I think right. that 's why historically um um, PR and, um, companies have, have been very bad employers. Um, so in, in Headland, you know, Dan is able just to focus on managing the business, but nonetheless, based on a profound understanding of what we as practitioners do. Dan could easily be a practitioner, no question. It's just he decided far better to, to concentrate on that. Okay, I think those I think those individuals are are quite unusual. But your point about trust is is uh, is absolutely right, and uh, it it. it and things like yeah, just at a very crude level, when, um, for example, profit share is allocated, um, you know, you have to have an environment where, where where people do trust those decisions being fair ones in the same way that you know promotions are and what have you. And uh, I'd like to think that you know, Dan embodies that um, um, throughout the agency.
1: Okay, but it's an interesting learning. Sounds a bit patronising, but what what by having that. Um that person who understands the detailed financial elements of the business but isn't client facing has enabled a, 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 and and can therefore concentrate on the strategic direction of the business without the frankly the distraction of clients has enabled you to probably yeah. grow scale do the right things more quickly I absolutely agree with that, okay. and no question, right. yeah yeah, which is an obvious point but uh, they're quite a it's quite a rare Very thing. Rare. Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, and that's uh, that's probably something as a as a sector as a as a discipline we need to we we need to work hard on that, isn't it? Okay. Okay. So back to Headland, you've grown rapidly, right? I mean, I've kept my eye on Headland because I I knew your background, and you know, a few years back you were doing a couple of million, and 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 now you're doing almost eight million, Um, well over eight million, and and that's going. I mean, you have grown quickly. Right. and that's um, it's a it's a fantastic story. But I'm interested about how you've done it. Has it been with that that Neil Hedges' plan of financial, public affairs, corporate, or, or what? Well, go on, how have you? No, have no. You I, think to do the, it?
0: I think the the um, again. I mean, it, it goes back to the point I made earlier. I mean, my contribution is is no more than equal to. Um, a dozen others, at least, no, but, but, and in terms of, in terms of actually, for example, winning the business. So, <laughs> the, the remember there were two um, original um, founders of of, of Headland um, as it, when it was um, a, just a pure uh, financial shop, um, Chris Salt and Howard Lee and, and who, who both remain uh, in the firm. And, and, and again, you know, their contribution must not in any way be underestimated. But so the, I, the way that we... I
1: didn't mean you as, as a personal new business hunter. I meant as a, has it followed your, your original strategic plan?
0: It, it has. Okay. I mean, the, 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 I think the, if you we, we did inevitably a, a five-year projection. And in, I think actually in the first couple of years, or certainly the first year, we, it, it was actually a slow start okay um but it it suddenly got into gear towards the end of the second year, and um, a- any particular reason or just 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 things came i think i, I well again i this is my experience also at Fishburn Hedges, in that um clients and quite perhaps quite understandably i mean you know there there are a lot of shops, however illustrious the background that start up and then. Don't succeed. Yeah. I mean, most <laughs> that is most the case, and uh, so I, I suspect um, you know in that in that first year, clients were you know, they were or potential clients were maybe interested, but we were sort of looking to see whether or not uh, this was going to be a long term go. And then and I think when they saw that things were going in the right direction, they that's when they it sort of kicked in. Cool. And um, but I you know the really encouraging thing again with with Headland is that. The business um, is is being won by the next generation, right? Um, and that's what you want. And that's when you start to think, that's like to
1: Peter Jonesy, you, you got a you got a scalable business that you start getting quite excited about.
0: Yeah, and it and but it it, it uh, my my sense is still that that is not the norm. I mean, I you know when you talk to people who've joined us from some other agencies, um, you know they still tell me that the pitches are done by the senior people, and um, and, and inevitably, then passed down once once it's won. Um, I mean, we never do that, and okay. so our pitch teams, um, you know, have this huge age range, and uh, and it. And I think clients recognise that, and okay. uh, you know, they're, they're they're very sassy about that. And,
1: and, and your sweet spot is what? Is it? Financial services, it, you know, it's, it's at the serious end of the market, right? I mean, you're you're not you're never going to be a consumer PR firm, are you? As as, well, I wouldn't. As, I, wouldn't as as I think the I I,
0: I wouldn't say that consumer is is unserious, but um, it, um, <laughs> the, the the no, I think the the it, it is primarily um, yes addressing um, business audiences or stakeholders, um, but you know, again, I think part of the interest. Uh, for me, is that you mentioned financial services as part of the problem with that, and you probably know this from your Lanson's days. Is is that uh, you know too often it's, it's 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 it isn't enough B to C. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah. and I think that's a really interesting challenge because uh, you know if you look at the if you look at the the Edelman Trust Barometer, which I'm sure you, you look at every year, which I think is a, a fantastic tool. I mean, it's still the case that financial services banking um, is at the bottom. And uh, now, clearly, that is um, um, in part a response to still recovering from um, the trust lost after the financial crisis. But I would argue also that uh, not enough has been done to address that end customer because financial services is such an intermediated business. Right. Right. And I think so, just in terms of my personal interest, is trying to sort of break through that uh, that chain. There was a really interesting piece of research that um, Professor John Kay did uh, about two or three years ago, and he, he uh, looking at financial products, and he saw that when you buy a financial product, there are 13 different points in the chain. And obviously at each point in that chain... Um, you're paying as a, as a, as a consumer for that, and it's things like that that you know in 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 one's own sort of modest way. I mean, I, one would like to sort of try to to cut through and change.
1: Okay, uh, my final question is something actually kind of um, lines up your a, a theme of what you've done at, at both Fishburn and Headland, which is your, your your graduate scheme that you run. Um, it's obviously something that's important to you, and you, you see. Well, I suppose there's a business value as well, right? So, uh, you, you go on. Just talk to us about that. Why? Why that's why you do it and how you invest in that.
0: Yeah. No. Well, I I, I think that is something that uh, w- of which Headland um, should be proud. Now, yes, maybe it has partly carried on that tradition of, uh, of Fisherman Hedges, but um, it the industry needs this. And, yeah. uh, um, I mean, in, house departments depend on agencies training these people yeah, up. And, true, true. uh, and, uh, and, and that is right. But having said that, I mean, it, it's, it's a good commercial decision and, uh, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I, I don't get that involved in the actual recruitment, but I always, I mean, in fact, just this morning I had, um, breakfast with, uh, two of the five graduates that have joined us, um, um, th- just, just last week. And, uh, my sense is that their knowledge of uh, of of our world, the business world, the political world um, is way, way ahead of I what bet. it was like when yeah. you know, when I graduated and uh, it, and that's fantastic. And so the, the
1: future is bright. If you like.
0: Yeah, and, and the other thing is, I said no, earlier, the, the, you know, these people have genuinely have skills that, that I don't have. I mean, you know, my knowledge of social media is, I think, reasonable, but it, it, it can never be as good as, 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 as theirs. And um, indeed, even even you know, the graduates that joined us five years ago, they will say that the new graduates' their understanding of that is is kind of in a different at a different level. So um, you know, I think it. it uh, it's helpful to all of us. And I mean, genuinely, I think, you know, I, I can learn as much from them now as they could from me. I mean, but, it, but the point being, that there are some really, I mean, I get the impression that there are some really good people coming into public
1: relations and communications right now. So it's, you know, that, that's a, that's really important, right? I mean, but you, so that's. That, that's good news for the future of our profession, which, which quite often we can all be a bit downbeat about, I think.
0: Absolutely. I think it does help that uh, we, we have a, a developing public affairs um, capability in terms okay. of graduate recruitment. Because so, if you think about it, you know, when you're at university... Um, you know, a lot of students have a have a political interest, but they probably don't have a, an interest in um, capital markets right. or uh, <laughs> or personal finance. And no. if they do, maybe we don't want to recruit them. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think uh, so. You know, those, those having that, I think, helps to attract um, a particular type of student that is a graduate that that is is right for our kind of business.
1: Okay. But there's probably lessons there for the wider profession, actually, which, Possibly. because we all rely on good people coming in. Yeah. Neil. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network.
1: If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.